Hey guys, my name is Emma Mack, and you are listening to the Getting to Know God podcast. Most of you guys don't know me. I am 25 years old, and I live in Texas. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a speaker. This is just from my personal study and what I've learned. I just want to strengthen my relationship with God and lead others to do the same. So that's where I'm at, and hopefully you'll take this ride with me. Recently, I've been feeling disconnected from my relationship with God, and that usually happens when I get comfortable where I'm at. So today, in order to get myself back into it, I'm going to talk about how to get back into it. So first, I want to read the story of the prodigal son, and that is in Luke 15, 11 through 32. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed up all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food, enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house and he asked one of the servants what was going on. "'Your brother is back,' he was told, "'and your father has killed the fattened calf. "'We are celebrating because of his safe return.' The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, "'All these years I have slaved for you "'and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to, "'and in all that time you never gave me "'even one young goat for a feast with my friends. "'Yet when this son of yours comes back "'after squandering your money on prostitutes,' You celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So looking at this story kind of mirrors our relationship with God. So in this example, the father is God, and we are the prodigal son. And even though we kind of drift off or get disconnected and get distracted with things, when we come back, he always welcomes us back with open arms. So just for a little background on the word, prodigal comes from Latin prodigus, and that means lavish. So now the word prodigal means spending money freely and recklessly. So I just wanted to talk about different things that you can do to get back into 
having that personal relationship with God. So the first one is to pray. And while you're praying, like let him know that you want more of him. If you ask for it, he will give you the hunger to get into the word and to crave more knowledge of him. And don't forget to like thank him and be thankful. I think that's some of the easiest prayers is to just list off everything that you're thankful for. And if your disconnect is due to sin or other things, ask for forgiveness. Well, actually, we should all ask for forgiveness because we're sinners and that's how it is. So just ask him for forgiveness and to make you pure again. And also listen for him to respond to your prayers and look for him in your daily life. One thing that I found helpful for me was to pray out loud in a super casual way. Prayer doesn't have to be super formal. It can be more casual, like you are talking to your best friend. So the next thing is to get into the word. Spending time in God's word brings you closer to him because you are filling your mind with God's promises and lessons and you can always learn and be who God wants you to be. The best thing to do is to create the habit of getting into the word every day. Whenever you can make time, whether it be in the morning, during your lunch break at work, right before bed, in the evening, whenever you can make time is going to be the best time for you. I have tried morning and night. And for me, night just works better. I'm not a morning person, so I don't like to get up early, but I can always make time before bed to read in my Bible. And when I am struggling to figure out what to read is to go to Proverbs, which has 31 chapters, and just read one chapter. But while you are just trying to get into it, just start on the day. So today is June 7th. So for example, if I was going to do that today, I would just open my Bible and read Proverbs 7. And then tomorrow I would read Proverbs 8 and then 9 and then 10 and so on and so on and so on until I start creating that habit of getting into the word. And then I can be a little bit more free about what I'm reading. Another really good one is to listen to worship music. I like to listen to my worship music at home, at work, in the car, literally anywhere. And just putting that music around you changes the atmosphere. And it's just another way of hearing God's promises and everything that he has to say to you. I believe that God can speak to people however he wants. And one way that he speaks to me is through music. Okay, so here is the difficult one, and that is getting rid of your idols. Now, I know what you're thinking, Emma, I don't worship anything but God. Now, hear me out. Everything that we idolize benefits us in some way. So we are our own idols. An idol starts with I. I don't think that's a coincidence. But the basic definition of an idol is... When you go somewhere besides God to get your needs met and idolizing something besides God isn't really a denial of God, but but just like a reduction of him in your life. Like typically speaking, it's not a 180 turn. It's like a few degrees of a turn, if that makes sense. So, for example, in Exodus 32, the Israelites had Aaron make them a golden calf while Moses was up on Mount Sinai. And they trusted God to save them, but not to meet their daily needs. And so they created another God to meet those needs. Turning that back onto ourselves, 
Do we rely on God for only big things and ourselves for daily needs, such as finances and food and our relationship with our significant other or our spouse, things like that? So I want to give you a little thing to help you identify your idols, and I'm going to call them the three E's of idols. Now, just a little disclaimer, this is stuff that I learned in a previous Bible study, so I'm just trying to pass on the information, not claim it as my own. If you find qualities that kind of fit under these things, that they are typically speaking an idol and you're idolizing them. So if you excuse your actions, if you explain and justify your actions, or if you put a lot of effort into your actions. And the big ticket item to help you identify whether or not this thing is an idol is if you have assigned God qualities to it. So God qualities are kind of like looking to them to give us identity and security where we should be looking to God for. And, uh, you know, help fill the void Instead of asking God to fill it, we fill it with um, examples I've given in the past have been like sex and drugs and alcohol and just things to distract versus dealing with it and having God help heal those wounds. So I have four Bible verses that you can pray over yourself to help you get through and break down those idols through prayer, which is powerful. So the first one is Psalm 119:36. Incline my heart to your testimonies, O Lord, and not to selfish gain. The next one is Psalm 37:4. Delight myself in the Lord so I can see the hope to which I am called. Ephesians 1:18. Open the eyes of my heart so I can see the hope to which I am called. And lastly, Deuteronomy 6:5. Love you, Lord, with all my heart, soul, and strength. So praying these Bible verses over yourself is the most important step into breaking down these idols so that you can focus on God. So that is it for this week. You can follow me on Instagram at Getting to Know God Podcast. Don't forget to leave a rating and review and to subscribe. The more ratings and reviews that we get, the more people that will be able to find the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week.